Hi guys, my name is Savin Kaul, student of Symbiosis Institute of Business Management, Bangalore. This is the podcast series where you can understand recent happenings in businesses, industries, and sectors. With two fellow mates, Satyake and Savin, with me, will make this discussion intriguing and valuable for you. Welcome to our first podcast where we will be discussing whether monopolies for industries are good or bad. So let's start. If I want to tell you what monopoly is, then a one-liner definition would be when a company and its product offerings dominate a sector or industry. Yes, that's what monopoly is all about. I would be taking about the software industry where the products of software companies dominated the entire market and resisted the other competitors to be a part of it. I'll take a few examples to explain the dominance and their effect whether it was bad or good for the industry. Let me give you the first example of well-known company Microsoft. The strategy that they followed was Windows, Windows everywhere, which gained up to humongous 90% market share in the computer industry. And Microsoft Office became one of the essential software called as Office Suite Market. As per Gartner, Microsoft has 87.5% of dominance in their market, whereas Google, which again is one of the biggest conglomerates, has 10% of it. Mr. Satya Nadella has now changed the strategy from Windows, Windows everywhere to Microsoft everywhere, which depicts that they will be disrupting each segment in this industry. As we are walking on the same line, I would also like to give an example of Intel, which again operates as a monopoly. Father of Pentium chip, Mr. Vinod Dham never would have thought Intel to be so dominating in the market of processors. According to Bloomberg, Intel's microprocessor are used in over 80% of global PCs sold each year. And the company has nearly 100% of market for servers that are built on PC chips. And if we analyze this market, we would know that AMD is alone giving a fight to Intel. It holds the market and still gaining the market share every year. In the professional market again, if you talk about market visual communication software, I can firmly say that Adobe is a kind of monopoly in the market as it holds almost 90% of the market share and their consistent approach to acquire companies which can be a threat for them for the future. Companies like Alsys, Aldus, etc. Question here arises, is it bad for this industry or not? Well, from the pricing point of view, it is absolutely a bad thing because the dominant company will always be having the power capacity to move prices up or down as per its own convenience like it happens with Intel. The pricing war between Intel and AMD is such that it makes AMD almost ineffective in the market. Secondly, elimination of a consumer choices again I would say is not a good thing in this industry as there should be more choices in each range or category given to these consumers. However, I also think that monopoly also has a positive or a balanced effect. It fosters innovation as we have seen in the case of Adobe and Microsoft. They are doing their constant research to improve the product day by day because they don't have any pressure of a competitive environment. One more thing, we should also think if choices are more, companies may not be in a position to get economies of scale, which generally means products produced on a larger scale reduces overall market cost. Under monopoly, this scale has a benefit to shoot prices down to make it affordable and accessible. Well, this was all about the software industry 
and let's take another example for different industries now we are going to have a look at another industry which has been growing at a really rapid pace and that is the e-commerce industry and when we talk about e-commerce and when we talk about monopoly there's one organization which comes to our minds which is amazon amazon is a global giant and is known to disrupt businesses with its e-commerce business among the largest it has carved out a monopoly for itself with numerous product options for the customers along with the different complementary products and services monopoly and amazon have become synonyms with each other now amazon as a corporation has its footprints in a wide variety of economic sectors though not an exact monopoly in all the services and products it sells it holds a monopoly over the us book market as well as the market for some types of toys and electronics but if i talk about the e-commerce business on the whole then even though it hasn't been officially termed as a monopoly by the us department of justice it holds a strong power in this sector a power which can drive away new businesses or can eat away a share of the business critics may argue that amazon drives out competition but amazon has a goal of taking over everything in retail to itself you name a product and amazon wants to deliver it to you taking this in an indian scenario we have a flipkart who is leading in india with its 2019 revenue being 436.15 billion in indian rupees it acquired fashion retailer mintra in 2014 which in turn acquired jabong in 2016 but there are numerous other e-commerce portals and e-retailers who are active in the indian market to name a few we have shopclose paytm mall ajio and tata click all of these have their networks and distribution systems laid out across the country since this industry also consists of food e-commerce i'll also be talking about zomato and swiggy which were the major players in the industry but with the acquisition of uber eats by zomato it has now acquired around a 55% market share in this industry with these examples i've laid out the scenario on which i'll be going ahead for them what if we look into this whole scenario in a completely different manner what if i say that amazon can be the ceo which is right at the top who creates a whole organization having different business units these business units are those categories which amazon tends to sell to people now while you are listening to this just think of an organization chart and create an image of it in your brain as i'm speaking so we have amazon at the top followed by specific business units which are the employees which are the categories Next in each of these business units there are certain employees who work in those units now these employees can be compared to the different small businesses who come under those categories of amazon who either sell through it or are its competitors again taking this into an indian perspective we can have flipkart at the top with its multitude of products and each of its categories as a business units of the organization to take an example if i have a category or a business unit going by the name of apparel then a mintra or an ajio can be its employees my main point of discussion here is even though it can be stated that amazon holds much power over others this can also be looked upon as something good where amazon and flipkart can lay the foundation of an ecosystem where they along with the competitors form a system or an agreement of coexistence with each other in this way 
both Amazon and Flipkart wouldn't be able to drive away competition because that same competition is somehow linked to them and helping them in some way or the other. Now apart from the individual revenues not getting affected by this ecosystem, the industry stands to benefit as there are a number of players already existing in the market. The customers will not feel a lack of options and their bargaining power will be low. Speaking individually, it looks like the behemoth status of Amazon and an equally huge status of Flipkart in India is bad for industries. Yes, they can monopolize e-commerce and they can control prices. But if we take it in a manner in which I just told you, then we may realize that monopolies can sometime be beneficial. Now, this was what I had about the e-commerce industry. We'd be going ahead with another example of an industry which has a case of monopoly. So let's take an exa- another example of monopoly where a company entered the market with the intent of disruption and subsequently turned out to be a near monopoly case. Here I am talking about Jio, a subsidiary of Reliance Industry. Jio came in 2016 with their own free economics. They attra- attracted the people by offering super low cost access to a state of the art network. High-tech enabled service with the bundle strategy worked well for Jio and eventually they became the market leader. This disruption either shut down the businesses of other telecom players or left them to cripple. India's list of casualties is long enough to pin to an industrial memorial. There was no way of competing for the other players with with a business model that gives a pleasure shock to Indian uh, telecom customers. And by the time they responded, Jio had already created an impact on customers' mind. The most intriguing thing about Jio is its ability to capture most of the market and for the same user base. This means that users don't really need to find different services for varied requirement. To make this case of monopoly in telecom interesting, let me bring up another company that is enjoying decades-long monopoly in telecom. Here I am talking about AT&T, which is the largest telecommunication company in the world. AT&T traces its origin to the Bell Telephone Company founded by Graham Bell. You know Graham Bell, right? The founder of Telephone. Now, you can imagine the inevitable case of monopoly due to this connection. However, the government broke up AT&T into subsidiary to make individual companies just to check on AT&T becoming a monopoly. But it turned out to be a big boon as they later merged and came up with a strong company. This is a quite a roller coaster ride for the company as it was involved in a consistent M&A merger and acquisition activity just not to create any competitor. Giving a better service along with gobbling up the competitor to win the race always makes a case of monopoly. Well, just like AT&T, Jio's vision to kick out existing businesses to set up themselves as a lone warrior seems true. Let's look at the pros and cons of the interesting episode of Jio. Earlier, we were facing the issue in network and the data cost. On the other side, existing players like Airtel, Vodafone, Idea were enjoying the revenue generation. They create the Jio seems like a treat for people as it solves the people's problem about cost and network, right? Apart from that, we will see an 
Indian company competing with the global players in the technological arena, which is what we envisaged for a long time. Investors are pouring money in at NGO at high valuation makes it even stronger to build high-end technology for its multiple product line. However, the entry of Jio created a disruption in the telecom industry as many businesses were shut down due to inability to cash raise uh, cash further. Many jobs have been erased as the businesses were shut down. This further raised many questions on on the regulatory committees like CCI, TRI, and also the government for not taking any action when the industry was crippling. Well, whatever the case, it might be Geo's dominance should be seen as a long-term investment toward a better technological shift. This is all about telecom industry as a case of monopoly. With this, we have come to the conclusion. Well, we talked about the three industries and the effects of monopolies in these industries. We learned about different views on these industries and all. At the end, I would ask if you have ever heard about monopsony, where a firm is the sole purchaser of a goods or service. Don't you think that is unethical and biased more than the monopoly that we're talking about? Well, we'll leave you here and request you to search more upon this. Thanks for joining the podcast and hope to meet you soon in the upcoming one. Thank you. Thank you very much.